Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe Georgia Dodge Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Air Cox with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel Troop. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Kaylee Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks a tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Good evening, neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32-18. Let the celebration begin. What's up, what's up, what's up? It is uh, the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Also coming at you on Brinks.tv. On the video side, Corey Burton. Joining me, as always, is my main man, Israel Troop. What's up, Israel? What up? How's it going? How's the weather down there? Hey, man. It's nice. We had a little bit of uh, bad weather earlier this morning. Um, sun came out. Um, had a couple of tornadoes hit in surrounding counties, but, you know, we made it out. The ben- the Benny made it out. That's good. That's yeah, good. we made it out. We, we passed that on down to you guys. So we, we had all that stuff last night. We, uh, we just got in sec after dogs, um, or sec after dark, I should say. So, yeah. I know that's rough. You know, you, you're starting to like intertwine all of our podcasts here. I know <laughs> sec after dogs, the beast of the sec after dogs. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, definitely in in, in good shape. I I guess if I'm doing this many podcasts and I get them confused, if it, if it took until now, uh, I'm doing okay, but yeah, man, you're doing something right. That's right. Well, you can follow us on social media. You know where to find us. Uh, I've got a new Twitter. I've got a new, not a Twitter handle, but a new Instagram handle uh, at coach Corey Burton on Instagram. Follow that one. Give that one a, give that one a look. See, I'm going to start posting a lot of my uh, football and podcast content there. All of my uh, cooking content and my child and family stuff is going to be on Burton.Corey. If you want to see that, but um, at coach Corey Burton, on Instagram is where I'll post, try to post a lot of my football and Instagram stuff. So follow that. Uh, we are also brought to you by betonline.ag. It's finally here guys. So we're going to talk about it in here in just a minute. The final four set. Uh, if you're looking to wait, wager on these games, I think I might give it a shot uh, or the national championship or both. Uh, head on over to betonline.ag on your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super, super easy to get started. So join today. Learn why everybody is saying bet online is the fastest, easiest way to wager on sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Israel, final four set. What's your brackets mm-hmm. looking like? Are you are you in good shape here? Uh I need uh Kansas to make it to the championship and win for me to have a shot. Um I think it's the most excitement the final four's had in a long time especially with Duke, Duke and North Carolina playing each other. Um, yeah. Actually, the Villanova-Kansas game is going to be really good as well. So um, this is going to be a great matchup of four great teams. You know, the four teams that, you know, I'm pretty sure maybe 50 people in the whole United States maybe had um, going to the championship or the Final Four. So it's, I think it's going to be a good one. They play Saturday, don't they? Yes, they do. Saturday Sunday. night. No, they play Saturday night. Um, it is Villanova, Kansas is up first. They're the six Eastern game. Uh, Kansas is favored by four. The money line is minus one ninety on them. Uh, the over under is one thirty three on that. Uh, Duke, North Carolina is the nightcap. 
Uh, it's 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 the eight forty nine p.m. Eastern uh, tip. That's a, such a random time, but uh, Duke is also four point favorites. The over under is one hundred and fifty and a half. Uh, hundred fifty one and a half, excuse me. And uh, so, th- those are your games there. And then, of course, you could take a, you could take anyone, any parlays. Uh, they've they've got they've got the games odds uh, for Monday. They got all the po- they got all four possibilities. So they got Villanova, Carolina, which Villanova would be favorite by a point over Carolina. Duke would be favored by three and a half over Villanova. Kansas would be favored over North Carolina by three and a half. And Kansas would be the underdog to Duke by one and a half if those were the scenarios. That's according to Bet Online. I don't think that uh, Duke is, is going to let North Carolina beat them twice, especially um, how they what happened in Cameron, Cameron Indoor uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean North Carolina. I mean they're they're offensively they're just just blowing people out of the water. Um, yeah. You know, Kansas kind of struggles a little bit, but if they struggle against Villanova, they're going to get their eyes beat in. So they, they will. I got will Kansas, and I'm a North Carolina fan. So I got Kansas and North Carolina. Um, but, you know, Duke, I think Duke's going to give a run for their money. I don't think they're going to – I honestly don't think they're going to let Carolina beat them twice. But if nah. Carolina comes out and shoots the way they've been doing, it's going to be a long night for Duke. Well, we know who they can't fall behind. We know who Vinny wants. Vinny's in your boat. Um, I, I, I'm also in your boat. I, I like North Carolina. I, I like the way they're playing right now. Uh, Baycon, there's nobody they can stop Bacon and R.J. Davis right now. R.J. Davis is a fr- freaking walk. They're both walking double doubles. Um, Duke is Duke is pretty hot right now. They're 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 playing some really good basketball. So you know they might be the hottest team in the in the tournament. So that's going to provide a little bit of a challenge for the Tar Heels, but. Again, the Tar Heels show tremendous resiliency. They they blew a lead and regained it against Baylor. Uh, they you know they destroyed St. Peter's, which I mean they should, but given the way St. Peter's is playing, no one would have been surprised if that was a ball game. But uh, so I, I like Carolina too, and I, I usually favor Carolina in, in this rivalry myself. Um, although in high school we kind of modeled ourselves as a student section after the Cameron crazies, but that's about as far as I went with, uh, with Duke, but, uh, Villanova, I like Villanova over Kansas. I just think they're a grittier team. I just think they're a team that's going to take advantage of, they, they, they wait on you to make mistakes. They don't beat themselves and they pounce when you do, if you make a mistake that they'll go on a 10 to run and this game will get out of hand quickly. So Kansas, sure. Kansas, Kansas has to start. Kansas has been a slow starting team all tournament long, really all season long. They got smoked by Alabama uh, earlier in the season. Um, and they started slow in that game. They started slow at every game in the, and they started, I forget who they played in the first round, but they, I mean, they just, they get off to these slow starts and they have to regroup after halftime and, and come back and win. They had to do that in the, in the elite eight against Miami. They're not going to be able to do that against Villanova. Villanova will jump on them. They will pounce. So, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Kansas can't come out and be slow and lethargic when they come out. Um, you know, this isn't a team, like you said, you can't get behind. Uh, they're going to beat your eyes in, you know, and make you like it. That's what, that's the bad part about it. They're going to make you like it as they're beating you. So uh, what better way to go out than beat Kansas, who's the number one predicted uh, national champion anyway? You know, what better way to do it than to knock them out? So Absolutely. No one's going to come in there for basketball team. So, I mean, I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. So, now, I can't now, wait. Now, who wins the Villanova Carolina national championship? Ooh. Does Carolina that's get revenge over, over the last time they met in the national championship? I think they will. Um, like you said, I, I think I think the way that Carolina's shooting, if they can stay hot, they can beat anybody. Yeah. That's what's going to make this game against Duke so well. If they continue to stay hot and continue to keep shooting the way they're shooting, uh, make, they're basically making teams play their style of basketball. Right. Um, it's going to be a little tough against Duke, but I mean, if they can just, you know, stay up about six points, you know, as, as the game goes along, I think Carolina has a good chance to beat anybody. Villanova, yeah, yeah. it'll be a good, it'll be a good matchup. Well, Carolina's going to have to figure out how to beat the press. That's, that's how teams are going to play them. And they, they've got to keep guys out of foul trouble. They've got to shoot well. They've got to shoot well from the line when they get chances. So, 
Um, I, I, I like and they that. They got to use their bench too. They haven't been using the bench very much because they really haven't had to. No, but I think and they, they got to get about. To. And it's going to come in handy. Yeah, they need about a seven, eight man rotation um, going in to keep those guys fresh and, like you said, keep those guys out of foul trouble if they want to win. Exactly. So. Um, I, I think North Carolina ultimately uh, out of these four teams is going to be the team that wins the national championship. Just, just the way they're built, just the way they're playing. I, I think they have the best big guy in, in this final four with, uh, with Bacon. I think he's playing the best. I, I really like, I really like RJ Davis as a scorer. Um, I mean, Remy Martin's really good too for Kansas, but, um, I, I just, I just think Carolina is, they're, they're coming in the, the, at, you know, just, just the way they're playing right now. They're, they're and they're uh, not turning the ball over. They're the no. only team that's not turning the ball over. Exactly. So I, I think it's going to be Carolina at this point. I think they're going to beat um, – I think they're going to beat Villanova in the national championship. So that's that. Final four. We'll get it set. A uh, quick programming note uh, because, Israel, you and I are on uh, Beast of the East, and that usually airs on Mondays. Guess what? We're, we're not going to – we're not going to play that. We're not going to. Uh, we're not. We're not going to be. Uh, we're not going to be on Monday. We're going to enjoy this national championship. I'll probably jump in the Ravon Sports app and not really host, but just jump in there and you know throw some comments here and there. So oh, yeah, that would be good. I'm going to enjoy every minute of this one, boy. Oh yeah. I hadn't really watched the the national championship of basketball since like whatever the year I think of the kid from Louisville broke his leg. I think it's the last time I watched the national championship. Oh yeah, that, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. That wasn't good at all. So anyway, there it goes. Okay. So spring practice, Georgia spring practice is, is up and going. Some, some highlights. We're, we're going to focus on the defensive line here in just a little bit, but I wanted to kind of give you some other things that are happening uh, around spring practice because there's just a lot of storylines with this team. You know, a lot of people uh, in, involved, you know, what's going to happen with the quarterback room as, if, and when Stetson gets his number one reps, what's he going to look like? Is he going to be rusty? Uh, you know, what, what, what is, what is Eric Gilbert looking like? All, all that good stuff. Um, two guys that have really stood out uh, and, and looks like they're rounding into form, which is not surprising. I, I figured it would take them a year of just frustration to uh, to get back on the field because anytime you have catastrophic injuries like that, it usually like physically, yes, they were healed, but mentally they weren't. And you know they're finally kind of looking more like their old self. And it's Marcus Rosemi, Jack Saint, and uh, Dominic Blaylock. They uh, and even Kyrus Jackson. They're they're looking, you know, they're looking pretty good. Rosemi and uh, Rosemi and Blaylock caught long passes in, in a recent team period, and and they've had some good they've had some good reps this uh, this spring session. So, you know, maybe the wide receiver room isn't in peril like everyone wants to say it is. And let me tell you something. When you got a kid like Blaylock who, who's having a, a great bounce back um, season, you know, before he tore his ACL again. Um, Rosemary Sand, who, you know, once again was balling again and then he gets hurt. I mean, those guys are coming back. So yeah. um, the addition to Karis Jackson coming back as well, I mean, come on. I mean, you got some veterans in that room. Um, the perseverance of those guys who had injuries to stay. Um, make decisions today and, and to keep grinding and keep going, you know, just shows their character and it just shows you where the state of the program is. Yeah. I mean, cause those guys could easily transferred, um, could have easily went on to the NFL and things like that, but they decided to come back. Um, I think, and I think that also has a lot to do with the fact that they brought in BMAC as well. Um, yeah. a coach that, you know, know, knows the, knows Athens, um, knows the position and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. take over, um, you know, that position after coach Hankton left. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of factors within, I mean, those guys will be playing as hard if it wasn't for, you know, coach Kirby and, and, the, and that staff and, and bringing in BMAC and, you know, just showing that you love them. You know, most coaches, you know, when a kid gets hurt, they just throw them to the wayside, but you know, those guys kept grinding and look, I mean, they're reaping the benefits right now. I also saw the 80, 80 Mitchell's having a great spring too. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, yeah, I mean, he, 
he's already kind of broken out, but he's going to really break out this year. I think it's, it's going to be, I think he's going to be more consistent. And I think that's where the breakout's going to be. I think he's going to make plays like he did down the stretch of the season, uh, you know, against, against tech and uh, you know, some of the plays he made in the SEC championship and the orange bowl and the national championship. Uh, some of those, some of those plays he made on, on some long balls and some big catches for us. Um, unfortunately in the SEC championship, it didn't pan out, but um he's going to be a big, big time target for us. Uh, and he's going to end up being the leader of that receiver room. So I'm excited about, uh, I'm excited about AD Mitchell. I, I think he's going to, I think he's going to take off under, under BMAC. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think BMAC's not going to let those guys, you know, be mediocre as well. You know, one thing I haven't heard is my man, Lack McConkey. I haven't heard much out of him. Well, he's he's um, been kind of he's been kind of well. He finally dressed out today in a regular red jersey. He's been kind of in a in a black jersey. He's been kind of laying low. I think he's had some some issues. Um, yeah, I was about to say because I was wondering where he was. I was like, I'm hearing about all the all the other yeah. guys, but I hadn't heard about my man Lad McConkey. You know? well, I mean, he was a big surprise last year, so he's going to be a big contributor this year as well. Yeah, he'll be fine. He's going to be him and C.J. Smith were also getting reps as, as a punt returner as well. So, um, but but a surprising, a pleasant surprise is denial on Morset, who uh, is an early enrollee freshman, I think from Brookwood. Maybe is it, is it Brookwood? Um, he's. Uh, he's playing the ball really well in the air apparently. And he, he's turned some heads too. So, I mean, it's a group that could potentially be really loaded and also potentially could see some reps for these young guys. If, if they can, uh, you know, if they can get in there, um, Oscar Delt took some reps at at the tight end spot that that position is going to be beat up. So he's going to have some opportunity. Um, I'm, I'm excited about Eric Gilbert, um, he's listed as 245 on the roster, but you know, the reports are saying, and, 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 uh, our main source on a lot of this is, is our guys over at ujsports.com, Anthony Dasher, Roddy Nabolsi and Dane Young and, and their crew do a f- tremendous job of providing information to their subscribers. Even though, uh, rivals let go of Mike Farrell today, uh, which was a huge mistake on their part. Um, uh, they, uh, you know, the, the crew at UJ sports is the best in the business. There's a reason why I'm even still on the rivals network, to be honest with you. So, uh, that aside, you know, I, I think when you look at what some of these guys can do, what Eric Gilbert can contribute, I mean, the dude's a big target. I mean, he, he's a tight end receiver. I mean, he might, he might be, you know, we, we talked about Kyle Pitts and, and the comparison with Kyle Pitts and, Brock Bowers. I, I think your Kyle Pitts comparison as far as skill sets go is Eric Gilbert. Now, whether or not Eric Gilbert will make the same, whether or not he'll make the same impact that Kyle Pitts made is yet to be seen. He's got a long way to go for that. He's got big shoes, you know, if you're, if you're going to make that comparison. But I think skill set, if you just look at what they bring to the table, I think that's probably the closest comparison for our skill sets because Brock Bowers is a different kind of tight end. He, he's one that can go and do things like that, but he's also an inline guy that can, that can kick your ass on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Brock Bowers is your true tight end. Um, he's a, he's a tight end with Robert receiver speed, yep. which is what you want. Um, yep. The fact that Eric Gibbs even back in play um, is, is, is a miracle in itself. You know, he had his issue going on, which I'm glad he's back. Um, you know, you never know what a young man's going through. So the fact that he's back, he's going through spring. Um, he's turning some heads. Um, he's a big target, like you said, um, very Megatron-like. Um, you know, I don't know how fast he is right now, but I mean, the fact that, you know, his presence on the field is going to make defenses have to adjust and have to account for. But that opens up, you know, those guys in the middle. That opens up the run game. Um, so, the fact, like I said, the fact that he's even playing, he's out there, I mean – and that gives Georgia an advantage. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you hit the nail right on the head with that as well. So, I mean, he's just a huge, huge target. Um, and, and he just does so many things and he's such a, he's such a weapon in the screen game. It's, it's unreal. So, um, but real quick, let's, let's run through the running backs. I mean, Kenny McIntosh, have you seen pictures of him? Yes. Him and, um, Kendall Milton are looking, um, huge. Um, my boy, uh, Dejon Edwards is getting a lot of praise. He's doing well. Uh-huh. I'm glad he stuck it out. Yeah. Um, 
you know. So, no, we got you know we got a couple guys coming in, but I mean, those three are going to be a three-headed monster. You yeah, know, it's going to be just like when you had Gurley and Keith and all those guys. So, yeah, um, I mean it, that year they had uh, that Chubb sprung onto the scene with Gurley and Sony, um, and yeah, Gurley, Sony, and Chubb. We're, we're in the backfield at the same time. Uh, also, I mean, Savon Clark coming in, he's an early enrollee guy. Uh, he's getting some big looks as well. He he's, he's making a name for himself. He's turning some heads as well. I don't think he's going to start over Kitty McIntosh or, or Kendall Milton. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be much of a rotation guy, but um, he's somebody that, you know, right now is making quite an impression, but you know, Kenny McIntosh, he's going to be running back one. And then, uh, Milton and Edwards, you know, McGee, Del McGee does a great job rotating those guys. So I'm not really, I've never been worried about the running back position. I, I'm just, I just more and more impressed with like just how it just keeps rolling like that. Yeah, man. I mean, it just goes to show you that we have the best running back coach in America. Um, and it, it shows you how much they trust him. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, a lot of kids, um, you look at, you know, Alabama, you know, kind of look at what they did with all those horses they had, had come through. Uh, we haven't had any running backs transfer from Georgia, you know, so we're kind of trending in that area. He does a great job of rotating. He does a great job of finding what they do well. Uh, we all know if it was third and two, Zeus was getting the football. Yep. We all know if it's first down, Cook was probably getting it. Cook or, or uh, McIntosh was probably going to get it, um, you know, so he does a great job of knowing what those guys do well. So it's going to be interesting how he does it this year. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, Macintosh, I mean, he, that's a huge kid. He's what, six, two. Yeah. I mean, he's probably about what, two thirty right now, two twenty something. Yeah. Like just pure freaking ripped. Um, he's looking mean, like a grown man. he is. And, and with, with uh, I can't wait to see what he does in, in more of a featured role. I, I thought we got a little too predictable with Kitty Macintosh. Anytime he came in, it seemed like we were a uh, very high percentage of running a screen to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, I thought that got a little bit predictable, but he made it happen. So what can you do? And, and a lot of it is due to, to the fact that the offensive line was just, okay, let's go get it. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of that group, I mean, this is a group that's always, they, they probably get mentioned every, every episode because there's always updates there. Um, here's the, here's the first unit um, as it stands right now, Broderick Jones at left tackle, Xavier Truss at left guard, Van Pran at center, uh, Devin, Devin Willock at right guard, and Warren McClendon at right tackle. Um, Maris Mims is competing with McClendon at right tackle, so they're both getting first-team reps. But McClendon is the first one out as of right now. I don't see that lasting because Maris Mims is just way too talented. I think he's just got to figure some things out. And it seems pretty obvious that Tate Ratledge is still just not ready. If, I, if it's me, I'm saying if Mims can play guard, He's athletic. Obviously, he's athletic enough because he's can playing you, tackle. Can you, can you imagine him and Broderick on the same side? Exactly. Oh, that's, that's what that's that's what I thought about. He he's he's going to have to play. Oh God. Um, soon, you know. So I would drive my guard, see if he can do that um, on either side. Because I mean, yeah. him, think about this: you got Jones, you got Mims, Van Pran, uh, McClendon. You got all those guys up front. Yeah. With Kenny McIntosh, with Bowers, with Washington. Uh-huh. I mean, come on. Yeah. Pick your poison. I know, right? <laughs> I I mean, yeah, exactly. Let Stetson, let Stetson cook, man. I want to take a minute to talk about athletic greens. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blends of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar, no chemicals, or artificial anything. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one cu- one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and a free tr- five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements are not, have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Um, well, let's, let's move on to the defensive line. Let's, let's focus on them a little bit. Uh, let's, let's give them some love. Trey Scott, um, not only is he getting a lot of love in the NFL draft circles right now with, uh, with his three headed monster with Trayvon Walker, Dev- uh, Wyatt and Jordan Davis, he's got his work cut out for him. Um, as it comes, Jalen Carter, Zion Logue, uh, Tramel Walltower. I think I said that right. That that's your first three out. Um, I think I think Zion's playing the nose. Carter and Tramel are playing uh, the fours, the ends, and in that odd front look. Um, Bill Norton, Tymon Mitchell, Nazir Stake, Stackhouse, <laughs> Stakehouse, uh, Miguel, uh, Michael Williams, Warren Brinson, Tierion Ingram, Dawkins, and Sean Washington uh, are the rest of the group in that order. So Norton, Mitchell, and Stackhouse are your twos. Williams, Brinson. Dawkins are your threes and Washington is just kind of, you know, he's a freshman. So early and early freshman. So he's just kind of to get in where he fits in, I guess. Um, you know, I've heard of some huge things literally and figuratively about Zion Logue. He's been, he's been probably the most improved in this spring session. I mean, that's the name that anytime you talk about Georgia spring practice, that is the name that you hear Zion Logue from right up here in my neck of the woods. I had him at Lebanon. Great kid. Uh, was a, you know, was a bottom heavy basketball player, his freshman and sophomore year. Like that, that was his mentality. Like he was going to go play college basketball. He wasn't even like worried about football whatsoever. And then a, then a flip switched and all of a sudden dude just like turned into a beast. And I think, I think he just started going to camps he yeah. started, he started you know, going to camps. Sometimes that's all it takes. You know, you get a little yeah. bit of notoriety. You know, mm-hmm. you start lifting a little bit. And, um, you know, you start to realize that, hey, I'm pretty good at football. I should probably try a little bit harder. And that he did. I mean, he really – like, he, he was one of those I, I, I was hoping would that, that uh, switch would flip uh, because, I mean, he, he was uh, – he was a project. <laughs> he was a project. Uh, I mean, the, the only thing he really had is size and you couldn't really move him around, but like he just, I mean, he's just somebody that didn't realize what he had. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't think he was soft. I just, I just don't think he realized what he had. Um, and talking to him, you know, that kind of came out when, you know, cause I, I'd give him rides home and pick him up for practice every once in a while, uh, during the summertime when he needed it during my two years there. And he, uh, you know, we, we'd have talks and I, you know, ask him what his goals are and, you know, just, you know, just talking to him and, you know, I, then I, I left to come to my current gig uh, and then he blew up. So yeah, I'm taking full credit, full credit right here. 100%. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, the, the, the staff over there at Lebanon right now is, uh, is tremendous. They're, they're doing a great job. They, they've, they took a team that was one and nine. And uh, they went nine and one this year, the in, in just I, I guess it was five short years later. Now, hey man, it's um, hard work and dedication right there, man. That's uh, but I can't wait to see what what Coach Scott has. I can't wait to see the rotation because you know we rotated. I mean, what six, seven defensive linemen last year? Uh-huh. Um, you know, I could I still remember seeing you know Kirby Smart saying we need fresh. And each fresh guys, you know, a nice championship game. Um, yeah. When Davis and White and all those guys was out there, so uh-huh. I'm I'm interested to see who the guys gonna be though. Um, you know, we all know about Jordan Davis, but White came on late. You know, uh-huh. who, who's the sleeper guy? You know, we all knew about Jordan Davis, but then White comes on, you're like, dang, who's that guy? You know, so I'm interested to see who's gonna take over the defensive line to be like, hey, we probably should block this guy. 
It's going to be Jalen um, Carter. I mean, Jalen Carter is yeah. that dude. I mean, he he is a minute, <laughs> and it's funny to say because Jalen Carter's huge in his own right, but he's a miniature yeah. version of, of Jordan Davis, which just tells you how much of a behemoth Jordan Davis is. But uh, Jalen Carter is going to absolutely rake, and it, it's going to be unfair. Him and, him and Zion are just going to be unfair. Now I'm, I'm kind of hoping we have, I want to see kind of who becomes our next Trevon Walker. Uh, I want to see if we have a guy like that on the defensive line, like Tyrion. I think, am I saying this right? Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. I have no idea if I'm saying that right. You think it could be him. uh, Michael Williams, maybe uh, uh, some guys that can be sleeper guys that, kind of come out of nowhere is that more athletic defensive end. Uh, definitely not going to be Mitchell. Mitchell's going to be more of a Zion low type Mitchell's from also this neck of the woods up here at Franklin road Academy. But you know, who, who stands out to you as kind of that Trevon Walker guy that, that can just do a lot of different things. That's a tough one. I mean, I Walker, Walker's seen... a freak. Walker's an athletic freak. He runs a yeah, four seven about him being the, uh, the first, first pick now you know it was homeboy from michigan but i guess after watching us pretty much push him down and after watching sawyer just over him. take his soul yeah yeah so I, I, yeah. it's kind of like oh never mind um i gotta watch him a little bit more um you know i'm interested to see we got we ended up getting bear out of Zander, right i'm not mistaken yes we did i i, I we think got he, him so i'm interested to see what he does when he gets there too. He'll, be, he'll be in the rotation that dude's a um, freaking monster but it's hard to, you know, put a finger on just one guy to take over that spot. I mean, you got a guy who can drop back in coverage. You got a guy who can stand up. Um, you know, we got Stark. Um, I don't know. He's more of a linebacker, but can he put his hand in dirt? Yeah. Um, I think that's who, who I'm looking forward to seeing. You know, when they put him down, yeah. you know, kind of like they do Nolan, um, and kind of see what he can do, you know, off that edge, things like that. So, um that's tough because I mean, Walker was the man. I mean, he could he could play outside linebacker. He could put his hand in the dirt. Uh, he could cover flats. I mean, that kid is just so versatile. I mean, yeah. it, it just makes it just makes sure the defensive guy just be like, all right, just go out there and play play football. Yeah, you know. And then as an offensive guy, you're like, shit, there he is. There's number forty four. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like that Florida game where he just drops back and just picks that ball off. You're like, what? The yeah. F-? And he was a three point stand. Oh, he you're like, stand and drops out. That, that was like that. That's the clip that keeps getting shown over and over and over in the draft process. Uh, process. So man, it's, I mean, I don't know. Hey, just, from Michigan couldn't do that. Cause he was on the ground. <laughs> no, no. He was getting pancaked by Sawyer. Didn't make a single sack against George. Didn't even pressure Stetson Bennett. Yeah. In that game. Nope. Michigan was so outclassed in that game. It was unreal. Um, but, uh, you know, looking at the outside linebackers or just looking at the linebackers in particular, uh, Nolan Smith, Robert Beal are as this moment, your number one and number two. But, you know, I, I think Xavier and sorry, once the light bulb comes on for him, I think he'll be a big, big factor in that. Uh, Jason Dumas Johnson, um, you know, I, I think, you know, he's just got to get some reps under, you know, these guys that are, that are the twos and threes, they've just got to get more reps. They're just young, you know, like Jalen Walker, yeah. Marlon Dean, Xavier Sori, the, you know, some of the guys we got coming in uh, as freshmen in, in the summertime, like th- those guys are, they're just young. They just don't have much experience. Yeah. So they're just going to have to get reps and reps and reps. Nolan Smith is, name, is guys yeah, Chaz is Chambers. Yeah. Chaz Chambers. Yeah. Chaz Chambers. He's an he inside backer, in, I think. He goes in and, I mean, knocks the hell out of a kid and gets a dang penalty. I mean, yeah. what is that? You just take the glory from a kid who's no, who waiting for his chance to come in and he makes a dang good tackle. That's a bunch of and bullsh, you know. He's, um, a, he's out of the game. MJ Sherman, somebody uh, that I like uh, at that linebacker position too, you know. Nicobe Dean and Quay Walker, that's, those are some big shoes to fill. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Ooh. We'll see, we'll see what happens there. We'll, we'll, we'll try to get some more information on that, on those. I want to know if we're going to have 
uh, Leonard Floyd, Lorenzo Carter. Um, That's no one's you know, Dev, Devin Bellamy, um, you know, that type body coming off the edge. You know what I mean? You know, with those slender guys like yeah. uh, Jarvis Jones, a slender guy that can play backer, come down off the edge, things like that. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Do we have a guy like that? That's Beal and Nolan. That's going to be fun to watch. Sorry's that way too, to I think. Yeah. I, I can't wait. I cannot I wait. I like those type of guys, especially that 3-4 look that we do. Uh-huh. Um, you know, especially when they're they're in the flats and they come down. I mean, just the way that they disguise everything, I mean, it's, it's great. So mm-hmm. that's, I'm looking forward to seeing those edge guys. We already know Coach Scott on the inside is going to be great, but who's going to be those edge guys that sit the edge, get to the quarterback, things like that. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the new guy, Uribe, something. I'll get it right. I'll get it right. Springtime for us too, right? So we got plenty uh, of time to plenty, get these names right. Plenty, plenty. Hey, number plenty. six, number forty-five. Who? That's him. Yeah. In case I mess up his name, I just say his number. Yeah, four, four to five. Just call him four or five. <laughs> hey man, four, four to three, man. He's good. So. Yep, that's it. Man, four to you got to say it all in one syllable. Four or five, good man. Uh, so, yeah. like boom power. <laughs> hell yeah! Uh, hey, can I get a hell yeah? Oh, stone cold. Um, the kids will never know how, how great wrestling was back then just from watching Stone Cold. They'll never know. No, they'll never appreciate it either. It's a shame. This this new style of wrestling film. Yeah, it's just a shame. It's a shame. So. Uh, that's football in a nutshell. Uh, the, the guard position is going to be really interesting, and we'll we'll have more developments as as we get to you next week. So, um, baseball, we talked about it Monday. Uh, just a bad outing with the with the pitching staff against uh, against Kentucky. Just errors all over the place. I was looking for that. That's what I'm sitting here doing. I'm trying to find that because I had something I want to talk about. Because that that really kind of upset me <laughs> that they played so bad. Mm-hmm. I was like, we were just talking about how good y'all were, and then y'all come out here and poop yourself because it's cold outside. Yeah, it just seemed like they played. It just seemed like that Grand Slam. Just they were just like, well, okay, let's get this one over with. Yeah, like it was like uh, there was no fight. I think that's the part that pissed me off the most. There was like no fight. Yeah, it's just like no guts. The the bullpen just came in and they were just throwing. They they weren't they weren't pitching. They were just throwing, hoping to put the ball in play and get out of here. And yeah, just yeah, no. In, in Kentucky, that's not Georgia was. baseball. No, it's not. It's and, such that they reverted back to what it used to be yeah. for a moment. Yeah, but they bounced back against Georgia Southern and. Um, they were they were playing just a minute ago. That's what I was trying to find. Cause, yeah, they're playing um, Florida. Yeah, that's that's it. Okay, let me find. Out. I knew I knew I was going to talk about something. They got a three games two, two. Yeah, yeah, they got a three game set against Florida. Is that on SEC Plus? Might be. I think that's where I was watching it. At. Dang it! I can't find it. Anyway, um, they haven't been hit the ball very well. No, they haven't. haven't late either. No, they're just kind um, of. I think they're pressing. I think they're pressing. That's what it looks like. Um, I think they're pressing a little bit. I think they were doing so well in the beginning. But, you know, baseball. I mean, sometimes the baseball guys love you. and majority of the time, they hate you. So, especially yeah. when you start pressing, especially in baseball. I mean, you start swinging at pitches you don't normally swing at. Um yeah. They were not doing a good job of playing small ball, you know, getting no. on base, putting runners over, stealing, you know, things like that. Yeah. It actually helped you win, you know, baseball games. And, and in college, so much, you know, uh, such an underrated aspect of college baseball is, is working the count. You know, exactly. working, working pitchers deep into counts. And, and that, like Tennessee, when you watch them play, when they're at the plate, they have an approach. And their approach is mm-hmm. – I want to get my pitch and I want to knock the hell out of it. They're not chasing. They're disciplined. They're forcing you to get into your bullpen sooner than you want to. And that's where they get you. And, and teams like that, you, you've got to, 
you've got to have solid pitching. I mean, if you don't, they're going to, they're going to expose the hell out of you. And, and, and that's just the way they're built. And so if you can, as a pitcher, stay ahead in the count, you're going to be, you're going to be just fine. And, and you've got to build that stamina up too. I mean, you, you, there, there's got to be, you know, pun intended, I guess, cause we are the dogs, but there's got to be that at least that one alpha dog pitcher that will just say, F you coach Strickland, I'm going, I'm going seven and I'm going to shut these, I'm going to shut these bastards down. And, and you, you've got to have that mentality. And, and, and right now I don't really see anybody like that. And I thought Jonathan Cannon was that guy. He lasted two thirds of an inning on Sunday. He but, folded under pressure, man. They folded because it's cold outside. But Gary um, Brown's going tonight, so or he's going right now. Yeah. Last I saw, we were up four to two. Yeah, we're still at four to two. Okay. Um, See if I can find. But it. at the same time, like you said, I mean, we gotta we, we gotta get back to the like we were at the beginning of the season. You know, obviously the the talent you know isn't as great. Um, well, it gets better, you know, as the season goes along. But at the same time, I mean, yeah. Georgia baseball is elite now, you know. Yeah. So we got to play at a, at an elite level, and That's right. this weekend was not an elite level. And right yeah. now, as it's looking, I think we're going to be we're looking a lot more like Georgia baseball that we're used to seeing right now. So it's going to be yeah. interesting to see how we finish everything out, especially yeah. this series. I think we we win this series. I think it'll be about a good bounce back you know, from last week. Yeah, it will. I mean, it has to be, I mean, there's got no choice. I mean, we, we, we've got to, we've got to bounce back. We, we've got to hold, we got to be able to hold this lead first of all, and we've got yeah. to be able to, I mean, we've got to be able to do some things. I mean, that's just, that's just the way, that's just the way that it is. And and if we can't, it, it's going to be, it's just going to, it's going to be brutal. People forget about small ball. I mean, bunting, hit, run. Um, you know, when you're struggling, you know, the team mm-hmm. is struggling hitting the ball, you know, producing runs. Um, play small ball. You know, that's the easiest way to get your, your guys back into it. Um, hit, I mean, hit and run. I mean, it's the easy yeah. way to, all right, guy gets a hit. All right, that's confidence. Next at bat, mindset changes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and here's an update. It is uh, we're in the bottom of the seventh. It is now four to four. So it's now tied. Is now tied. Yeah, that escalated quickly. It did. And 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 Manu Ginobili is going to be in the Hall of Fame. By the way, just so you know, him and Bob Huggins are getting in the Basketball Hall of Fame. So, uh, real quick, while we're you know, as I'm watching this, I'll give you kind of live updates as anything cool happens. But uh, what about this Bruce Arians thing to, to get a, completely away from Georgia football? Man, Georgia I think sports. It's- I think it's awesome um, the way that it's happening, the way that it, that everything's going about. You know, the fact that Brady came back. Um, yeah. I think this decision had a lot to do with that. I think Brady's decision to come back had a lot to do with what's going on right now. Yeah, and um, I, I hope some I hope some stuff don't come out later of like some manipulation of like Brady forced forced this hand and forced Arians out. I just hope that you know. You just hope that Arians, you know, is a guy that's just looking out for, you know, looking out for his people and loyal to his people. And, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's, Todd, Todd Bowles did not get a fair shake in new in New York because a, that's a lousy organization. Um, and B, I, I don't think he had enough time. He, he's an elite coach exactly. and he just, I, you know, honestly, I just don't think he was ready. You know, I, I, yeah. I just think, I think he learned a lot of hard things, hard lessons of like how to manage, how to manage an organization uh, mm-hmm. as the, as the head coach. And I think he learned a lot because I mean, New York was always uh, under, under his reign. New York was tough on defense. Like he couldn't, um, but you know, they just had no offense. And, and a lot of that was just Mike Tannenbaum not being able to not be able to fill the roster. But then again, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just some inadequacy inadequacies uh, on, on the offensive staff, you know, and yeah, I think like right now with everything going on, I think it's set up for him to succeed. It is. Um, your, your offensive coordinator didn't leave, so that relationship between him and Brady is already established right now. Yeah, and, um, and, and Leftwich has got the keys down. Yep, and the fact that um, Bruce Arians is moving upstairs, 
I mean, it just says a lot. You know, it said to me, you know, like you said, I hope nothing comes out about it. But to me, it says that Bruce Aaron, you know, did this out. You know, it, it came from the heart. You know, yeah. and the fact that um, Coach Bowles is, is the new head football coach says a lot of what that organization thought about him and the things he's done um, within that organization. So, yeah, I mean, because like and I said, that Brady was in the front row of the press yeah. conference today when Aaron was, was there. So, I mean, you know, that says a lot. That says yeah. that, all right, we're, we're in this, we're in this together. Let's go, let's roll, let's bless. Yeah, let, let, let's do this thing. And, and you know, I, you know, I, I think Arian's just the way he coaches, he gets burnt out pretty quick because he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's kind of an all in full octane guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he ain't the youngest guy either. No, you know? he, he's when not the youngest. Rock and Kango has on the sideline. I mean, yeah. that says a lot about you. Yeah, that's a terrible strikeout, by the way. Um, we uh, just when you when you look at the way he coaches, you know he lives the no risk at no biscuit, you know, and and he's not a young cat. Mm-hmm. So when when you look at it, it's just like man, it, it's good. It's good that he's getting out, but he's going to still be in it because he's going to mm-hmm. be he's going to be there for for bulls to lean on, and he's going to be there for advice, and he's going to be there helping with personnel, and and it's probably good that he steps away from the team because I, I just think he's. Uh, he just—it's just time, you know. It's—it's yeah. it's just time. I think the whole I think the whole Antonio Brown thing last year um, was was the the calling card. It was yeah. like, you know what? I think I'm getting too old for this, and I'm going to go sit on the beach and he's have taking a cigar. The, he's taking the Parcells Miami Dolphins role and have a good time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I love it. I'm happy for Todd Bowles. I, I think he deserves it. Um, I thought he deserved one of these jobs um, this cycle, uh, but he ended up getting, he's patient. And, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff that you hear about the enemy, maybe Reed is doing something similar. Maybe Reed is like, listen, I'm going to retire in a couple of years. Just hang tight. You're going to take over the chiefs. Yeah. Like, it would he not shock he, me if Andy Reed did something similar. I don't think he even applied for any of the jobs this go around. You know, so I wouldn't no. be surprised if that's exactly what's, what's kind of happening. You know, I like, you know, you know, the older coaches throwing their guys the alley and being like, hey, man, you've been loyal to me. We've been, we've, it's been a great ride. Um, here are the keys. You know, yeah. this is all you now. I'm going to step out of the way, just kind of let you be great. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, we, we shall see, you know. We shall see. walk. Well, it's a two-out walk Look, right now. Before we get first. Yes. The so first yeah. two outs were terrible. Those swings were awful. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we, you know, we, we went down looking. Guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a baseball guy. And I'm just sitting here watching. I'm just like, what in the world are we doing? We're swinging at curveballs that are two inches off the plate. No approach whatsoever. Well, this is This is part of the we're, – we're, we're tightening up. <laughs> That's what it is. It's That's like, it let me swing at this. No. Yeah. Oh. You got to at least have a plan every time you go to the plate. It's yeah. like they're not studying the pitcher either. Like, his breaking ball is pretty good. Mm-hmm. His changeup and curveball is pretty good. So, if I'm in the batter's box, I'm looking at him. This guy's got to sit down. Mm-hmm. He's not taking practice cuts. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I just got mad even, all over you. Yeah, the guy's not even looking. He's just kind of chilling. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, Look at him; he's just chilling. What's he doing? I like the I like the way the stadium looks. Uh, we'll I love say that. they've done they've done a really good job yeah. with renovating those field box seats that look pretty good. So, but uh, but Israel, I know your allergies are kicking your butt as as they are mine. Um, so we're gonna thanks work. a lot for y'all bringing that weather down here. You're welcome. Any, anytime, anytime. Take it back. Anytime. Well, at least it didn't get cold. It was cold. It was like in the forties all day today. Like, no, we got yeah. up to seventy-five today. We we got winners last. God popped it up. You got to be kidding me! What yeah. a terrible swing. Popped it freaking up. Um, okay, so um, <laughs> Arians is is getting in the Ring of Honor. That's good. So. Um, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network, Brinks TV. Follow us, find us on social media. Uh, check us out on YouTube. 
check us out on uh, the Twitter live feeds and stuff like that. Also uh, check us out on the audio side, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us and, uh, and, and listen to us. If you got that long road trip uh, over the weekend, just, just pop us on and, and, and let's roll. So uh, we're going to, as we, as we cruise through the month of April, we're going to try to give you a little bit more NFL draft content because Georgia is going to be well represented. So why not give you some more, some more draft talk? We'll, we'll also uh, masters talk uh, as well. We'll, we'll talk a little masters. We'll talk some baseball opening day, major league. Uh, we'll we'll kind of, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be just an all around sports show uh, for the, for the rest of this period. Um, up until it's time to start doing opponent previews and fall camp stuff. And as we, as we approach the season, uh, we're, we're going to talk all kind of stuff, you know, obviously Georgia sports that are happening any Georgia headlines will take precedent, but we will address some other things as well. We will get off topic just a little bit, which makes it a little bit more fun. And of course we'll do that on BC of the East too, probably more. So there you go. There you have it. So Israel, we hope you have a great weekend. Uh, try to take yeah. it easy on the kids uh, on the basketball court. Wait, never mind. Don't do that. It's Don't too late. Them. Don't call them. I won my last battle today. We we start spring break next week, so okay. I won any, my last battle today. In, in, any plans? No, we're going to play golf. Turkey season opens up this weekend. So. Oh, okay, so you're gonna gonna go kill some turkeys. I'm gonna go hit shoot me a thunder chicken. There you go. Um, my father-in-law is looking to buy a, a hunting camp somewhere here in Tennessee. So if he, if that happens, we might have to bring you up north. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah, we might have to bring you up north, shoot some deer and some turkey, some of the thunder chickens. You have to show me how to shoot turkeys. <laughs> Finally get the hunt. So anyway, Israel, we hope you have a great weekend. Uh, we thank you for listening. Subscribe, comment, give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Like I said, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the on the Believe Network and Brinks TV. So long and see you later. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.